I buy what I want to buy. We supply who buy. Walk in your drop and take over your drop. Walk in your drop and take over your drop. Walk in your drop and take over your drop. Walk in your drop and take over your drop. Grams, truck, hams, truck, pants, truck, pants, truck. Okay, okay, okay. First of all, long live bankroll. Second of all, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to a new episode of Electrified, episode 197. To be specific, you already know me. I'm Eric Lyons. How's everybody doing? Happy Saturday. No football today. No football today. No AFC title game, no NFC title game, but it is indeed the calm before the storm because both games will be played tomorrow and we will find out what two teams will be advancing to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 57 in Arizona. That's tomorrow. Today, today, actually today, January 28th, like today, today, the Royal Rumble is here. Now, last weekend, I told y'all <clears throat> the Royal Rumble was last Saturday. I was wrong. I apologize for that first thing on Monday. So now I'm telling y'all tonight to get ready for the Royal Rumble. We're going to talk about that. we got the 30-man Royal Rumble, the 30-woman Royal Rumble, the L.A. Knight versus Bray Wyatt uh, Lights Out match. Then we also got Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens for the Undisputed Universal title. We got a lot going on tonight. I'm excited. I'm excited for the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble is like probably one of my favorite WWE pay-per-views because obviously it's the kickstart to the road to WrestleMania, but man, I just love the Royal Rumble and all the possibilities, all the surprises. Like, there's anybody can come back. Anybody can come back and win. You think about three years ago when Edge came back. You think about 2008 when John Cena came back fast from his uh, torn peck and he won the Royal Rumble from the 30 spot. It's just so much that can happen in the Royal Rumble that we just, we don't know. It's in San Antonio. It's at the Alamo Dome. It's going to be 50,000 fans going crazy. I'm excited, man. I don't, I don't know about y'all, but I, I'm ready to lock in. All right, I am. Um, but that's tonight. We got to talk about tomorrow. We're going to talk about Royal Rumble later. But we do have some things to talk about prior to. We're going to obviously, we're going to start the show off with Mahomes versus Burrow. Because um, I want to, like, this is the fourth matchup. But I, I don't know. Is it really a rivalry like yet? Is it? Are they really rivals at this time? We'll talk about that. Um I do have a question about the Eagles. Like, will they be? Will the Eagles be too much for the 49ers to handle? I don't know. All right. Um, I'm, I'm going to give my NFL awards picks, and then we'll talk about who will win the Royal Rumble. So it may be a shorter show today, a Saturday. Get you guys in. Get you guys out. Um, so yeah, let let's let's transition into things. Let's get started. We're going to start with the Chiefs and the Bengals AFC Championship game. What do you do now? You got all the practice in. You got almost two days to wait for this. What's tomorrow look like? Rest, uh, watch a little more film, uh, see what else I can pick up, and uh, eliminate all distractions. Take care. See y'all at Burrow. So, as you heard, there's some real beef going on right now. Not like super crazy beef. Not like Eli Apple beef. We're going to talk about Eli Apple because I want to talk about this Bengals team as a whole. Yeah, let's start with the Bengals team as a whole. So you heard Mike Hilton after the game 
against the Bills after they knew they were advancing. They said he said, "All right, see y'all at Barrowhead." All right, for y'all, for those of you who don't know or don't get the joke, I'll explain it. The Chief Stadium is called Arrowhead Stadium. Obviously, Joe Burrow's name is Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow has not lost at Arrowhead Stadium just yet. So, yeah, let's call it Burrowhead. I like it. It's tough. I'm not mad at it. But you see, Chris Jones took offense to it, but he wasn't the only one. Travis Kelsey, on him and his brother's podcast, you know, he acknowledged it. I think another Chiefs uh, player, Justin Reed, acknowledged it. So they heard it. They hear it. They hear this chatter. They know that Mike Hilton said this. They know that the Bengals feel super confident going into this game. They know that. They haven't beaten Joe Burrow yet. I'm sure they really want to beat him now. Right? Then you got Eli Apple going crazy on Twitter this week on the Bills. I mean, he did the same thing last year after they beat the Chiefs. But now you're doing it a week before, even though you're talking about the Bills. But, whoo, Eli Apple, man. And for a guy who doesn't really... I mean, he did impact the game last year, the AFC title game. But for a guy who really just gets cooked, he does a lot of talking. And you got to respect that. There's, there's a, there is something to respect about somebody who keep getting a ASS whooped, but just keep coming back to talk. Like if I got my ass whooped that much, I probably wouldn't talk. I probably wouldn't. I don't, I don't have that, that type of energy in me. I can't. If somebody beat me, you got it, boss. But for you to keep getting cooked on a weekend, week out basis, and you keep coming back to talk and talk and talk. You brave, man. Because after the Super Bowl last year, when everybody was in your mentions showing you pictures of burnt toast, you ain't really had much to say. But now you're back. I respect that, man. You got to clap it up for Eli Apple, man. You got to clap it up for Eli Apple. Bro, he, he's been on Twitter going crazy on the Bills. I mean, Cancun on three. Told Stefan and uh, Josh Allen they need couples therapy. and He'll pay for it. The memes he was retweeting had me in tears. I said, wow, Eli Apple, he just like me for real. For real, he'd be on Twitter just like us, man. For real. So you got Eli Apple. You got Mike Hilton calling the stadium Burrowhead. You got Joe Burrow with his swag just saying, yo, I'm him after he threw a touchdown. Jamar Chase grittying all over the field. Joe Joe Mixon, you know, I remember when they played Baltimore last year, he came to the city, scored a touchdown, and hit the bird flute. That's the Baltimore dance if y'all don't know. Okay, Joe Mixon, the coin toss celebration against the Ravens, people don't like this Bengals team. I Listen, they're not in my division. I like Joe Burrow. May not be a fan of Eli Apple's antics all the time, even though he is hilarious. But I don't think I really have a, like a problem with this Bengals team, but a lot of fans are trying to villainize these guys and, and make them seem like the worst thing in the world. I mean, I get it, man. They, they got a lot of swag. They do. They're confident in themselves. And as they should be. As they should be, man. As they should be. Okay. And then I saw Ravens fans and fans in the AFC North who were like, oh, they doing all this, but they barely beat the Ravens in the wild card round. I think we talked about this. Okay, they did barely beat the Ravens. Then they went on and smoked the perennial best team in the AFC. So, and now they're in the AFC title game. I mean, you... you you don't have to like it. You don't even have to respect it. But you got to acknowledge the fact that these guys, for the second straight year, come out the AFC North and went to the AFC title game. That's not It's not easy. It's not easy. Because if it was, the Ravens would be doing it. If it was, the Browns would be doing it. If it was, the Steelers would be doing it. If it was, any other team in the AFC East would be doing it. 
any other team in the AFC West would be doing it. If it was easy to get to the AFC title game, the Chiefs wouldn't be making their fifth straight appearance. Because obviously, it's not easy for everybody else when you got the Chiefs in your division or the Chiefs in your conference. Understand what I'm saying? So the Bengals team, they just having a ball, man. They having fun. They're hungry. They're trying to get their first Super Bowl with Joe Burrow. When we talk about Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes and the rival that you know the rivalry that they have, can it be? Can we really call that that if if just one person is just bending the other one over and just spanking them? Like they they they're trying to compare this already to Brady and Manning. Okay, first let's start off with Burrow is three and zero against Mahomes so far. So far he's three and zero against him. Every game they've played has been separated a margin of three points. It's not a rivalry until Pat gets one, man. It's not. I can't call it that. Right now, it's the Joe Burrow show. Like, the games have been great. The games have been great. They performed well. But Joe Burrow has won three out of three. If it was one, two, and one, and, you know, Mahomes got one, and, you know, Burrow was about to try to go for the tie, or Mahomes was about to go for the tie, Fam, Mahomes, I mean, Burrow trying to go for a four-game sweep right now. It's three. He up 3-0. He up 3-0. You know, and they already they're comparing it to Brady and Manning. Like, Tom wasn't spanking Peyton. And I was a kid during that, but I remember the games. Like, I remember faintly. I remember the, the season when the Colts were 9-0 and the Patriots were 9-0. I remember that. I remember their playoff matchups. But what really emphasized that and enhanced that feeling of Tom was really whooping dude is watching man in the arena. Like, going back in time in that documentary, and, and they show you, fam, Tom was really, huh, he had no problems with Peyton, whether it was on the Colts or the Broncos. He had no problems with him. 11-6 and six against man in all time. That's a playoff appearance. That's a running. That's a winning season right there. Broke his heart in the playoffs every time he had to come to Gillette. Peyton could do nothing with Tom at Gillette. That dome, that dome, uh, that's that dome weather. You don't get that in Gillette. That dome atmosphere, you do not get that in Gillette. It's cold. It's snowing. Peyton could do nothing up there. Now Peyton could get him when he had to come to him, like when. When Brady had to go to Indianapolis or when he had to go to Denver, Peyton got him. Right? Peyton did get him. You know, yes, these two had competitive games, just like Burrow and, and Mahomes have had so far. Careers were married in comparison. But Brady, Brady ultimately, man, had Peyton's number. Ultimately. Because if he didn't, he, had, he wouldn't have six rings in the AFC. Understand what I'm saying? You know, Mahomes has his ring. He has his MVP already. Joe is trying to get his. He's trying to get his. But in head-to-head battles so far, let's take a look back at what we've seen. So we know where this all started at, right? We do know that, okay? We do know that this started last year in 2022. What week was that? Week what? Week 17? Was it 16 or 16, I think? It was January 2nd, 2022. Okay. Chiefs, Bengals, 
live from Cincinnati. And it's funny because this game was eerily similar to the AFC title game that took place a couple weeks later. So, halftime, the Chiefs are up 28-17. They scored 14 in the first, 14 in the second. Then they go on to the, the second half and only put up three points. Get shut out in the third, kick a field goal in the fourth. The Bengals win 34-31. You look at the stats of that game, Patrick Mahomes, 26-35, 259 touchdowns, two, 259 yards, two touchdowns. Joe Burrow, 30 of 39, 446 yards, four touchdowns. Jamar Chase, 11 receptions, 260 yards, three of those touchdowns went to him. Then you look on the other side, you still had Tyreek Hill, six six receptions, 40 yards. Miko Harmon led the uh, team in reception yards with one catch, 53 yards. Demarcus Robinson had a touchdown. Travis Kelsey, five catches, 25 yards, one touchdown. Not your normal Travis Kelsey game. Okay. You had Darryl, uh, Darrell Williams, who had 14 carries, two touchdowns on his back, 88 yards. Okay. Now let's fast forward to the AFC title game which happened a couple weeks after that. Eerily similar. Eerily similar. First at the halftime is 21 to 10. Now, how did we get to 21 to 10? Let me tell you how we got to 21 to 10. Andy Reid and Chiefs, they got too greedy. Okay, they got too greedy. They were down there in the red zone. They had an opportunity to get off the field, just kick a field goal, go up 24 to 10 at the half. Instead, they try to punch it in, and Eli Apple met Tyreek Hill at the goal line, and that's how the quarter ended. I mean, he smacked him, stopped him in his tracks. He did not score a touchdown. If Tyreek Hill scores a touchdown, we're not talking about the Bengals going to the Super Bowl. But with Eli Apple stopping Tyreek Hill at that goal line completely changed the momentum of that game. The momentum shifted right there. I told y'all, when we talked about this last year, I told y'all the game was won. Right there, because the Bengals felt, yo, if we can stop them here, we can stop them the rest of the game. We're not scared of them no more. And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. Once again, the Chiefs didn't score again until they had to tie the game up in order uh, to go to overtime on the field goal. Zero points in the third, three points in the fourth. Joe Barrow, 23 of 38, 250, two touchdowns, one interceptions. Joe Mixon, 88 yards on the ground. Jamal Chase had a touchdown. Um, T. Higgins led the team in receiving yards with 103 yards. Right. You flip to the Chiefs side. Pat Mahomes, 26-39, 275 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. And I remember those interceptions. They were Those balls wanted to be picked off. Bro, I told y'all that, remember? Okay. Travis Kelsey did have a great game with 10, 10 receptions, 95 yards, one touchdown. Tariq Hill, seven receptions, 78 yards, one touchdown. Now we go, we fast forward to this past season. I mean, to this season, excuse me. Okay, back in December. Where did they play this game, man? I think they played this one in Cincinnati. Yeah, let me make sure. Yeah, 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 they played this one in Cincinnati. This one was at the crib for the Bengals. Once again, what's the final score? Separated by three points. 27 to 24. It's weird, man. It's crazy. It's really crazy. Really crazy. And this time was a little different. 
the Bengals, they got shut out in the fourth quarter. I mean, excuse me. The Chiefs got shut out in the fourth quarter. No points from them in the fourth quarter. Going into the fourth quarter, the score at the time, excuse me, 24-21. Excuse me, no, I'm lying. I'm lying. It's 24-27. Chiefs are up. Bengals come back, score 10 points in the fourth, 27-24. Okay, Pat Mahomes, 16-27, 20-23 yards, only one touchdown. It's not enough. Not enough. You know, we didn't see in a game that often. I mean, we didn't see him in the end zone. Travis Kelsey had four catches, 56 yards. It's not your normal Travis Kelsey game, not your normal Patrick Mahomes game. Flip to the other side, Two hundred five. Joe Burrow, 25-31, 286 yards, two touchdowns. Joe Mixon didn't even play. But Samaj Perrin, 21 carries, 106 yards. Jamar Chase, seven receptions, 97 yards. T. Eggers had a touchdown. Chris Evans had a touchdown. You understand what I'm saying? Joe Burrow, once again, outplayed Joe, uh, Patrick Mahomes in, in their game. Where's the rivalry, man? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? He's beating them in the numbers, head-to-head numbers in, in the games. And then he's beating them in the games. I mean, we've seen fourth quarter comebacks from Joe Burrow multiple times. Multiple interceptions for him, Patrick Mahomes. He has not played well, that well, against the Bengals in these three matchups. But Joe Burrow has seemed to play very well against the Chiefs. Then you got to take it. When we talk about this game tomorrow, you got to take account into, you got to take uh, the Patrick Mahomes injury into account. Right now, he's on one ankle. He's been okay through practicing this week. But he's on one ankle right now. He's one legged. I don't know what his mobility is like, but if it's the similar, if it's the same as it was against the, the Jags, he's in trouble. But if he does have some mobility more than he had against the Jags, we'll, we'll be seeing a more normal Patrick Mahomes, a, a more uh, mobile Patrick Mahomes. But to an extent, though, I don't. I don't think we'll see what we're used to seeing. But I think we'll see uh, more than we saw last week against the Jags, right? So that's going on. And then you you just put on top of how confident the Bengals are going into this game. They don't fear the Chiefs. They don't fear Arrowhead, the noise. They don't care about that. They've won here already in the playoffs. They've already done it in the AFC title game last year. They don't care. They don't care. They don't. You know, it is, I think for the Chiefs, it's going to come down to how well they can run the ball. Same thing with the Bengals. Who, who's going to run the ball better? And just the mistakes. They got nobody can make a mistake in this game. Nobody. Nobody can make a mistake. Nobody can afford to make a mistake because both of these offenses can score at any moment. Both of them. Both of them. You know? And, you know, for the Chiefs' defense, how much pressure – can they get on Joe Burrow? Because they that offensive line looked wonderful last week. Can Chris Jones and the Chiefs defense get pressure on Joe Burrow? If they can get back to him, sack him, you know, get back there, stay in his face, keep him, flush him out of the pocket, you know, how, how much pressure can they get? Because this O-line, even with all the injuries they've had, has been stout so far in the playoffs. 
flip it to the other side of the with the Bengals defense. You got you got a, a handicapped quarterback right now. You got him, right? You already got the advantage on him that in that sense. But how can you force him into making mistakes? When he's trying to do too much with his one leg, are you going to pick the ball off? When he's trying to do too much, trying to run it, you're going to hit him and make him fumble. Like, it's, it's certain things that the Bengals have to their advantage right now. It's like, can you swarm the pocket and contain Mahomes? Not necessarily send a blitz, but just make his pocket uncomfortable. Because you know his movement is what makes him great, is what makes him make those crazy throws. Those off-balance throws. It's when he's flushed out of the pocket or when he's dancing around in the pocket. Turn the music off. We don't want to see him dancing. Right? You don't want to see him dancing. You don't want to see him dancing. I, man, listen. Since since Sunday, I've been wrestling with this, man. I try to make a pick on this game. And I, I'm be honest with you, bro. I, I am torn here. I really am because I just, both of these teams are so damn good, man. They're so good. And it's like, on one hand, do I really see the Chiefs losing uh, to them a fourth straight time? And then on the other side, it's like, damn, bro, the Bengals have beat them three straight times. Do, do they even – does this even matter to them? Like, are they even worried about losing? Like, I don't think losing is even in their brain right now. And I know, you know, Joe wants to get back. I know he wants to get back to the Super Bowl. I know he does. I know he does. Because this Bengals team feels like, I know they still feel like they could have and should have beaten the Rams last year. I know I do. I know I do. Right? But then, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. Do I got a coin in here? Let me see. Oh, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, I got a quarter right here, right? Just picked it up off my office floor. Heads for the Bengals, tails for the Chiefs. All right, I'm flipping it right now, all right? I'm flipping it. It's up. Oh, damn, what did I say? I don't even remember. Hold on, <laughs> hold on, 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 hold on. Heads, Bengals, tails, Chiefs, all right? It's up. I flipped it. It's down. What the heck? Wait, which one? Oh, is this Tails? Oh, it is. Who is this lady? On the quarter. What'd that be? Is that an astronaut? I don't know this woman. This must be a new quarter. I ain't I ain't never seen it on the rolls before. That's nice. Oh, wait, when George Washington got a new new uh ponytail. That's all right. Okay. It was tails. All right. So I got the Chiefs. I got the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to beat the Bengals tomorrow. That's who I'm rolling with. All that Burrowhead stuff is dead. It's all dead, man. It is. Mahomes and them, they're going to the Super Bowl. Okay. I'm, I'm calling it. I'm rolling with the Chiefs off of a coin toss. That's new. I don't, I, I don't think you can get that anywhere else, man. You can't get that anywhere else. Who else but me, man? Who else, man? Who else? Now. The question of who's going to meet them in the Super Bowl comes from the NFC side. 
But we got the San Francisco 49ers, the hottest team in the world, going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. Hey, listen, man. This Eagles offense, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, and who else is on that offense, man? Who else they got? Kenneth Gainwell, Miles Sanders in the backfield. Devontae Smith, my guy Dallas Goddard. Listen, listen. This offense, man, it's aggravating to watch because it's like you got defenses trying to stop the pass, right? They're worried about A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. And in doing that, most defenses are losing track of Jalen Hurts, and he's just doing whatever he wants. Whatever he wants. He's walking to the end zone. Speed racing to the end zone. They can't stop him. This 49ers defense is going to have their hands full. They're going to have their hands full. And if that it's, I'm not saying it's a big if, but it's an if. If they can stop Jalen Hurts, I think they're okay. I do. I do think they're okay. I mean, you look you look at how many points this team has been scoring. They've been scoring a lot of points. A lot of 40-point games, 40-plus points games. But they've been held to 20 by the, by the Cardinals in Week 9. I mean, Week 5, excuse me. They've been held to 26 by Dallas. Um, they got held... The 17 by the Colts of all people held like it's it's possible it's possible it's not impossible right it's not impossible now they did just blow blow the doors off the New York Giants 38 to 7 but the 49ers the 49ers are not the Giants man they're not I think this 49ers defense and this D'Amico Ryans-led defense is well-equipped. Well-equipped, man. Well-equipped. Well-equipped. I think they're going to be okay. I think they're going to be okay. And if you look at how they've dealt with rushing quarterbacks this year, you look at how they've dealt with them. Um, Trey Lance only had 54 yards. Against them back in week one. Um, let's look. Let's look. Uh, who else did they see? Any more? Any more rushing quarterbacks? They see. I mean, Patrick Mahomes did anything against them. Um, Tua sure as hell didn't. Yeah, they haven't. They've dealt with. Oh, uh, Kyler Murray a couple times. He. No, nothing. Nothing. You understand what I'm saying? So they've dealt with the running quarterback. Already, they have. They've dealt with multiple this season. They see Kyler Murray twice a year. So the 49ers are, they're, 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 they're built to deal with your rushing quarterbacks. So it's not going to be a surprise to them when they go up against Jalen Hurts. It, nothing is going to surprise them. I don't think that his speed is going to be too much for them. I don't think that the threat of him running, just the threat of him running, is going to do much to the 49ers. I don't. I don't. 
I think this 49ers defense is going to be fine, man. They're going to be fine. Now, Brock Purdy, we know he's been on this Cinderella run. But is this when he finally cracks? Like, I I know right now, as of right now, moving forward, you know, Brock Purdy will be the 49ers quarterback when we go into 2023, the, the new season next year, next season. But if Brock Purdy folds tomorrow night, is this where you get into your contingency plans? Is this when we start talking about the return of Jimmy Garoppolo? Trey Lance getting another chance, bringing in a Tom Brady. Like, is this is this where we start having those conversations? Like, is this Philly defense going to be too much for him, or is the 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 crowd, the noise, the the atmosphere? Is it going to be too much for Brock Purdy to handle? Is this where the reality finally sets in that this guy who was drafted last in the draft for a reason? Uh, was not even supposed to see the field. He was a third-string quarterback. He's young. He's a rookie. Is this where we finally see that the lights are too bright for Brock Purdy? He's going to have to answer those questions tomorrow. You understand what I'm saying? Only he can. And I've enjoyed this run, man. I told you guys on Monday, I've enjoyed the Brock Purdy run. I really have. It's been great to see. But going up against his Eagles team, they don't care about Brock Purdy. They don't care about the the, the run you're on. I don't think they care that the, the 49ers haven't lost the game in how long, and Lord knows how long. These guys, you talk about the Bengals having swag. Man, these guys are swagged out up there in Philly, and I cannot stand them. I hate Knicks around here. I hate the Eagles fans. I think the Eagles fans are rude. I think they're disrespectful. They have no class, and I think Nick Cerrone takes he takes uh, the identity of the fans, and I don't like them. I mean, Jalen Hurts is cool, but I don't like the Eagles. I don't like the Eagles. Don't think I like the Eagles. Not at all. Not at all. I hope the 49ers smoke them boys tomorrow. I mean, I hope it's a good game, but I hope the 49ers figure out a way to beat them by more than two touchdowns, man. I cannot stand the Eagles right now. I'm tired of hearing goddamn dreams and nightmares. That was cool when y'all was that Super Bowl run y'all had a couple years back and y'all beat the Patriots. That was cool. All right, I know dreams and nightmares one of the most popular hip hop songs of all time. You know, it gets played still heavy rotation here in Baltimore. You know, everybody, you know, streets love me, right? Hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished. Yeah, cool. Yeah, let, let, let's wrap that up. All right, I don't want to hear that tomorrow night. Don't want to hear that tomorrow night. I'm good. I'm good. And I just don't want to see the city of Philly win, man. They just acted so crazy the last time they did. I mean, you had people eating horse poop. I, I don't know, man. I just I just really want the 49ers to win. And I really want the Brock Purdy story to continue. And, like, do you guys hear this? I can't. I'm not supposed to say this. I'm not supposed to like the 49ers. You know? Like, I've only, I, my only gripe with the 49ers, like, even when they've beaten us in the playoffs over the years, like, yeah, I know, they, they're, they're the boogeyman. They're the team that Rodgers can't beat in the playoffs. I like George Kittle. I do like Debo. Um, I like Brock Purdy. 
I guess my only problem with them would be after they beat us last year, you know, the the F Lambo thing. But that came out of Jimmy G's mouth. I don't I don't like Jimmy G. I don't think he's a good quarterback. He's a glorified game manager. Jimmy G can go to hell. But Brandon Ayuk was on my fantasy championship team. Love him. Nothing but love for him. Uh, George Kittle was a huge WWE fan. Love George Kittle, by the way. So, I don't really have a problem necessarily with this 49ers team. I don't. So, I'm rooting for the 49ers tomorrow. I'm sorry. I don't care. I don't care, bro. I can't stand the Eagles. I can't stand their fans. I think that's really what my problem is with them. It's the fans. Like, somebody I follow on Twitter said the Eagles have become a powerhouse this last couple of years. When? When did the Eagles become a powerhouse? This year? I'm so confused. I'm so confused. Then then now they're tweeting, oh, the Eagles have now passed the, the Packers and conference championship appearances since 2000. How many rings did that bring both teams? The same one. It's going to stay that way because the Eagles aren't winning tomorrow. They're going to lose to Brock Purdy. You understand what I'm saying? They're going to lose, man. Let's go 49ers, man. It's pissing me off. Like, why are the Packers always in y'all mouths, bro? We out. We been out. We ain't even making it to the playoffs. Why y'all still worried about us? I hate the media sometimes. And I'm a part of I'm a part of the media. But I, I can never hate me. I love me some me. But I don't know, dog. And then it's like they want the Andy Reid Bowl, Chiefs and Eagles Super Bowl, and the Kelsey Bowl. The tri- I don't know. Uh, don't give a damn about that. Don't want to see that either. Give me Chiefs 49ers, please. Thanks. Thank you. Now, my fear for a Chiefs and 49ers Super Bowl rematch. I said this last year when we almost got it again. When we were in this position last year. Excuse me. The last time the Chiefs and the 49ers went to the Super Bowl in 2020. It led to a worldwide pandemic. I don't know. I don't know if we really want that again. Okay, so maybe the Bengals do need to save us again from another worldwide pandemic. I'm just saying, like, does COVID exist if the 49ers and Chiefs don't go to the Super Bowl in 2020? Like, if the Packers and Chiefs go to the Super Bowl in 2020 and Aaron Rodgers beats Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, I don't think we ever get COVID. But that's just me. That's my theory on it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't know, I could be wrong. But, no, all jokes aside, I got the 49ers going into Philly tomorrow and beating the uh, Eagles with a final score of 28 to 24. Yeah, let's go 49ers, man. Let's go. Um, now, this week, the nominees for the NFL Awards have come out and now obviously you know I gotta give my pick. I gotta give my pick. Alright, let's get into these NFL awards. I wanna start off with the comeback player of the of the year award. So the nominees are Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, and Geno Smith for Comeback Player of the Year. 
I guess my first question is, what did Geno Smith come back from? The bench? He came back from not starting. He came back from another team. He came back from obscurity. Like, I don't know. I just feel like there was no comeback. Like, there were a real comeback story for Geno Smith. Like, okay, yeah, I get it. You know, he's a veteran quarterback who hasn't really seen the success that he was supposed to have after being drafted by the Jets, and he's been at this team and that team, and, you know, he's finally gotten a second chance at being a starter, and he did. That's not enough for me, man. It's not enough. Not enough for me. It's not. I'm sorry. I I know I sound bad. You know, and I I, I was happy for Gino this year, but, fam, comeback player of the year, are you serious? Like, are y'all really serious? Saquon, eh, okay. You know, he got injured last year. He came back and had a great season. But my pick for NFL comeback player of the year is Christian McCaffrey, man. It's got to be CMC. How is it not CMC? He only played seven games last season. 785 total yards, right? This year, he gets traded. Six games in the season, he goes to ten, goes to San Francisco. This year, he has eighteen eighty yards from scrimmage. Eighteen eighty, a bunch of touchdowns, but eight touchdowns, fam. That's a comeback player of the year. He hasn't had over a thousand yards from scrimmage since two thousand nineteen. Hasn't played a full season. Since 2019. That's comeback player of the year. He's gotten back to his form. You don't usually see that in running backs. Once they lose it, they lose it. But here's what I keep forgetting about Christian McCaffrey. He's only 26. He's only 26. He's still very young. He probably still has another four years left playing at this level. Because, you know, running backs usually top out. Back half of their 20s, close to their 30s. But I don't think so. Not this guy. I think Christian McCaffrey, his level of play ain't, it's not dropping off anytime soon. Barring any major, big major injuries, it's not. It's not. You, you know, he was an all-pro back in 2018. Offensive player of the year, 2019. I, I don't know how we don't see him on an all-pro list this year. But, hey, Christian McCaffrey, comeback player of the year. That's that's a comeback player. Somebody actually coming back and getting back to form, like big-time form, that's comeback player of the year. Okay? I don't know I don't know how Geno Smith made the cut. I'm sorry. With all due respect, I don't know how. I don't know how. All right, next award I want to go to. Let's go to Defensive Rookie of the Year. You got Sauce Gardner from the Jets. You got Tariq Woolen from the Seahawks. And you got my guy, Michigan man, Aiden Hutchinson from the Detroit Lions, who is my pick for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Nine and a half sacks. Three interceptions. Three picks. Three from a D-lineman. From a D lineman. Fam, he had more picks than Sauce Gardner. He had more picks than Sauce Gardner. That's a problem. He's a problem. 
He's a problem, fam. Aiden Hutchins, he's a problem. He is. Hold on, I got to text the group message. Hey, yo. Aiden Hutchins. I didn't know this. I had more picks than sauce? Question marks? God bless. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. And, you know, I saw the one he got against Green Bay. I did. I, I, I watched that one live. But he's an athlete, bro. He's a freak of nature. And I knew this when he got, you know, coming out of Michigan, watching him at Michigan. I already knew going into that draft he was going to be a Lion. And it pained me because it's like, fam, I'm not getting a Lions jersey. So when he ultimately leaves Detroit, you know, and goes to a different team, then I'll get his jersey. I need an Aiden Hutchinson jersey. I do. His impact is crazy. His impact is crazy. You know, his impact on the on the game is crazy. Um, the the fear he puts into these offensive linemen, he's moving them at such a young age. He's just like, yo, get out the way. I'm coming. I'm in the backfield. Let's party in the backfield. Let's party in the backfield with Aiden Hudson. And he's 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 born. He's 22 years old. He's born in 2000. God, please let him get out of the NFC North. I can't deal with this for another 15 years. I can't. I cannot. I can't. I can't. I can't. Um, next award. Next award. Let's see. Let's see. Where shall we go next? Okay. Offensive Rookie of the Year. Now, this this is interesting. This is interesting. Because... Brock Purdy is on this list. Brock Purdy, Kenneth Walker III, and Garrett Wilson on this list. Two of these players are at home. One of these players has an NFC title game to play in tomorrow. I don't know if the award is just based solely on stats, performances, but we talk about success. No other rookie in the league is having a more successful season than Brock Purdy. He hasn't lost yet. Hasn't lost in the playoffs. He's going he's one game away from the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's that's my offensive play of the year. My offensive rookie of the year. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, fam. I really am. But it's like you don't get any better than that. You don't. You don't get any better than that. Thirteen seventy four, thirteen touchdowns. Uh, how many interceptions he thrown so far? Four, thirteen touchdowns, four picks, one hundred seven point three QBR, sixty-seven point one completion percentage, thirteen seventy-four yards. Bro, he's a problem. He's a problem. He's a problem. He's a problem. He really is. He's a problem. And like. He just keeps winning. He keeps winning, and that's impressive. In this league, drafted where he was drafted at, coming from the position he was in as the third-string quarterback, and now here he is at the footsteps of the Super Bowl, Yeah, you, it, it doesn't get better than that. Brock Purdy, rookie, offensive rookie of the year. Now let's move into NFL rookie of the year. Nominees are... Okay, Tyreek Hill, a part of my Super Bowl winning fantasy team, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Jefferson. 
I think my obvious pick for this is Justin Jefferson. Even though um, the last three games of the season, including the playoffs, he only had 15 yards, 38 yards, 47 yards. You know, and then, you know, even he's had some stretches of games like it wasn't that great. But then you got 203, 223 yards, 123, 133. 139, 193, 115, 107, 154, 147, on 128 catches. That's wild. That's wild. Most catches, most yards he's had. Uh, least uh, Second least amount of touchdowns. Yeah, double digits last season. Not this year, though. Um, some names I'm sad not to see. I mean, you. Uh, I guess, you know, like Josh Jacobs said, you got to win. But no mention of Devontae or Josh Jacobs in the years they had this season. I don't know, man. I, I don't like that. But I understand. I do. Uh, from offense to defense, my defensive play of the year is Nick Bosa. I'm sorry, Michael Parsons, but 18 and a half sacks from the guy. It's nuts, man. It's nuts. It's nuts. So he's always in the quarterback's face. Always. There's not a time where Nick Bosa is not in your quarterback's face. It's not. And where is he playing at tomorrow? The NFC title game. And with that being said, my coach of the year is Kyle Shanahan, bro. Kyle Shanahan has had three starting quarterbacks this year. Trey Lance, Jimmy G, get hurt. Debo gets hurt at, at, at some point in the season. You, 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 you're winning with a rookie quarterback right now who was not even supposed to be in this position. Kyle Shanahan is the coach of the year. Once again, an NFC title game. Coach of the year is Kyle Shanahan, bro. And last but not least, my MVP, though, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't even mention the, co- the uh, Coach of the Year nominations. I'm sorry. My apologies. My apologies. Uh, the nominees included Nick Cerrone, Brian Dable, Sean McDermott, and Doug Peterson. Okay. Now, the MVP nominations. You have Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Justin Jefferson, and Patrick Mahomes, who was my MVP pick. I told you guys going into the season that Patrick Mahomes was still going to be able to play at an MVP level, even without his guy, Tyreek Hill. And he just continues to do that, man. Um, 5,250 yards, 41 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Um, this is the most touchdowns he's thrown since the 2018 season. Most of the yards he's thrown since that 2018 season, only one MVP. I think he gets his second MVP this year. And maybe even a Super Bowl MVP. It's Pat, bro. It's Pat Mahomes. It's Pat Mahomes. That's who he is. Uh, yeah. So that's all I got for the MVP conversation. Um, let's wrap this thing on up, man. Let's wrap this thing on up. Alright, y'all, that's all I got for y'all. Uh, the Royal Rumble is tonight. I think 
I think I'm gonna roll with Cody Rhodes as my pick. I don't know though. I don't know. Because Brock entered last night and they, they, they brought up Stone Cold having the most with three. And if Brock wins, he would tie it. I don't know, bro. It's I don't, it's a lot of question marks. I think I think I'm gonna roll with Cody Rhodes. And I think they, we get him and Roman at WrestleMania, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Um, yeah, but that's, that's all I got for you guys today. I'll see you guys again on Tuesday. Um, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys go back and listen to uh, episode 196. Um, enjoy 197. Make sure you share it, like it, retweet it, all that good stuff. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. And for the 197th time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.